Glickman says you can also increase your chances of winning by buying as many tickets as you can. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course. Within reason. You but... know, you're increasing your chance. If you buy 500 tickets, you'll have a little bit better chance to win. Or if you're already a billionaire. <laughs> and Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. In for Vince Petrano, here's Eric Bilstad. Vince is back Monday. Michelle Richards is here. Steph Graham's in for Debbie Lazga. Brandon Snide on sports. And thanks to Greg Hill for keeping us on track. Greg Hill, who's going to be a daddy here pretty soon. The clock is ticking. Woo, you believe it. Here we go. Everything is just easier for Greg at the moment. His life is good right now. Yeah, just, yeah. definitely. Yeah, Everything's not, in order. Nothing's no, a mess. No stress. No, not at all. It'll be great. Yeah, can't It'll wait. It'll be great. I can't wait, too, for you. Uh, a couple of quick things. Just wanted to say thanks. Uh, got to meet so many listeners yesterday at the Bank 5-9 event that I was at. I was at Wisconsin State Fair right across from our studios, our WTMJ Bank 5-9 studios, and we had this event where we were activating the kindness team, and, and you heard a story there about it in the uh, the newscast. And it was just it was so awesome just to meet some new people, but also just to meet some longtime listeners that you, you you never met them by face, but you've talked to them on the phone before. And it was just it was a neat moment. And there was a moment there when I met Roberta, who is you've heard Vince talk about her, the Johnson and Sons paving mom. And she was there, and she introduced herself. It was great to talk to her. She's the one that helped make that team what it is today. And she also is a customer at Bank 5-9. So how about that? All the partners coming together. It's a nice moment. Anyway. Beautiful. Yes. Beautiful. <laughs> it was great. So thanks to everyone who came out and said hello. It was a phenomenal uh, phenomenal few hours there outside the studio. It was just great to, on a beautiful day, too, at the State Fair. It is 7-14. In one minute, we talk boat race. The Brewers take care of business last night. And sports is going to be brought to you by Wisconsin Harley-Davidson in Oconomowoc, your destination dealer. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. After struggling to score runs over the weekend, the Milwaukee Brewers opened the three-game series with the Colorado Rockies, scoring 12 of those runs, including this no-doubter from the rookie, Sal Fralick. The one. Sal, a high drive, right center field. Tolia's back onto the warning track at the wall. Sal Fralick with a three-run shot. And the Brewers all over the Rockies here tonight in game one of this series. 12-1 Brewers as Freelich got a high fastball and he did not miss it. Barrel roll. Barrel roll, boat race, jet skied. What else we got? Boat roll. Boat roll. <laughs> Bob, I, don't wanna, I don't know if you want to roll your boat, but Lane Grin boat on the race. Call. <laughs> boat race. There you go. Lane Grin on the call here on WTMJ as the Brewers will go on to defeat the Rockies Monday night 12 to 1. Freddie Peralta got the start. He barrel rolled the Rockies and showed some of his best stuff. They were on full display for the home crowd, striking out 13 batters to match a career high and giving up only one hit over seven innings. Just one pitch away from a perfect game. <laughs> oh, my God, so close. For the Brewers in the first inning with that home run from Tover. With the win, though, the Brewers do maintain their lead in the NL Central. The Cubs lost yesterday. However, the Reds won, so the Brewers now hold a game-and-a-half lead over Cincinnati uh, for the top spot in the division. The Brewers are right back at it tonight against those Rockies. Coverage will get underway here on WTMJ beginning at 6 p.m. with our Brewers warm-up. 
Over to the NFL, as the Packers were back on the practice field Monday, a surprise move made by general manager Brian Gutekinds took place Monday afternoon as the team officially activating pass rusher Rashawn Gary off the pup list. Gary, if you recall, returning from ACL tear last November, spoke to reporters following his first practice with the team, describing how tough the journey back to playing was for him. Words can't express the feeling or, you know, the journey or what I've been through. You know, for those who's been around me during these couple months and just knowing the hard work I've been putting in, they know, but I just want to give all my glory to God. The Packers are set to travel out to Cincinnati later today as the two teams will hold a joint practice on Wednesday as they get ready to begin the preseason this Friday night. And lastly, Orioles play-by-play broadcaster Kevin Brown, Eric, was reportedly removed from a broadcast after he made a reference to Baltimore's lack of success against Tampa Bay at the Trop in previous years. I'm going to play a bit of that audio for you. I want you to take a listen. Um, It's on TV, so you got the audio portion of it. There is a graphic being shown during this broadcast And I want you to take a listen to it and let me know if you think this is something that he should have been suspended for. They had lost their last 15 series here at Tropicana Field. You have to go back to when our now colleague Brad Brock picked up the win in the series finale June 25th, 2017. The last time the Orioles won a series here at St. Pete. Already got three and two of the Trop this year after winning three of 18 the previous three years combined. It is a stark difference, Ben, and it is not a bad raised team. So he's complimenting the Oreos yes, on winning. Because they were so bad for so long. They were bad in the previous years. I don't know what. And the team, what, took umbrage with that and decided. And the owner, yeah, uh, is what upset that he mentioned the losses to the Rays. Which I think, as if you're an Orioles fan or you're in that fan base, you're probably well aware of <laughs> the that you weren't very good. A long uh, time. Brown has worked for the Orioles as TV wow. and radio announcer since 2019. He has not been back in the booth wow. since. So thin skin much there uh, a little, little bit? bit. Yeah, that's a that's that's not a good look for uh, for Baltimore there. Seven nineteen. Joining us now. On the Tri-County Contracting Hotline Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Brian Niznanski. Boy, Brian, it seems like uh, we, we keep hoping for some rain that kind of gets <laughs> dries up before it comes down. Where are we as far as drought monitor goes right now? Yeah, most of the area, well, all of the area is either in a moderate drought or severe drought. Um, the severe drought is now mainly confined to locations north of Milwaukee, uh, moderate drought, Milwaukee and South. However, that was as of last Thursday. And since then, we just really haven't had much uh, of widespread rainfall. So I would anticipate if we don't get any more rain uh, here, uh, we will eventually all slip back into that severe drought range here. Our deficit going back to April um, still is in like the five to six inch range. So since April 1st, we we're down about five to six inches on precipitation. So, yeah, we, we, we still could use the rain. Do we have any in the forecast? Uh, that's the tricky part. Uh, <laughs> you know, today, as you just read the forecast, uh, I think spotty showers at best. Honestly, there's a chance we really don't get any development. But if we do see development, it's probably going to be that isolated few showers that pop up that, yes, if you do land under one of these uh, showers, maybe it, it pours for 10 minutes or so, and then and then that's it. Um, but I, I think much of the area, put it this way, it's one of those days where you, you look at the percentage, which is a debate that I get. What does the percentage exactly mean? And I, my best answer is it's kind of flexible. Today I would explain it as 
20% of us are going to land under a shower. 80% of us are not. Um, and that's, and that's probably being generous for today. Hmm. Hey, Niz, got to ask you because it's been the it's been the big debate all morning long. Uh, do you ever purchase clothes for your wife as a Ooh, gift? Very rarely. I, but see, that's that's kind of unfair for me because my wife is someone who will buy for every five shirts she buys, she keeps one. Ah, yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. She's one of those where she'll order a ton online or even go to the store, not even try it on, and then come home and then do that and then maybe keep, you know, uh, one-fifth, a quarter at most of the stuff she buys. So the, the, the short answer is very rarely. It better be something that I know she wants or else I'm in trouble. <laughs> now, does she buy you anything? <sighs> Clothes-wise? I... You know, honestly, I probably don't even ask for clothes forever for a gift. And she probably knows that unless it's mm. something specialty. Like, she knows, like, let's say, I don't know that, that I'm really into, you know, I'm into golf or something. And the Ryder Cup was in town. Oh, I'll pick out that awesome Ryder Cup. Fleet ah, okay. Like that. Mm. You know what I mean? Something more novelty, something more, uh, has a little bit more meaning to it or something. Um, but yeah, no, we're, you know what, honestly, we're both between the two of us have a really good understanding of, of don't give me any like kind of surprise gifts that you know that I don't want or need or whatever. Let's get something practical, something that, right. we, both, <laughs> that we got, we got enough expenses around here, uh, <laughs> then to go astray. So that, you know, usually, that's an interesting idea though, Niz. Yeah, I, I hadn't thought of that because I am uh, currently I need to purchase a wardrobe for my wife for a gathering we're doing. Those are the rules. And <laughs> I hadn't thought about the idea of buying multiple things and then returning yeah. some of them. Dude, that's honestly That's for a your great scenario, call. That's like that's like perfect. Be like, okay, hey, like <laughs> You have five options. <laughs> right? Well, you have to buy from Goodwill, Eric. So can so, yeah, you return my... to Goodwill or do you have to like donate it well, back? Well, you could donate it back. I'd be I'd be yeah. happy to do that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's good. That's actually a really good play. You can give multiple options and leave it up to her. That's really a really, really good. <laughs> yeah, it's a smart move by me. Well, what's the function? What's the what's the event? Uh, it's an annual event we're gathering with friends where the, the rules are thirty dollars limit you have to purchase the wardrobe for your your spouse. Nice. And I, I cannot stand it. Any theme that you have to go by? Um, they have offered themes in the past as an idea. I, I'm good with, no, just find something that works. Like, that's the only theme I got is I want something that's going to work out. Well, you know, honestly, like, next time you get, they have to do this, like, I'll donate some certain clothes so you know what you're getting, and we'll just leave it on oh, a certain nice. part of the rack. Nice. Then- <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. All right. Done. Yeah. Storm before Chief <laughs> yeah, Meteorologist. I, I, I think given the party, given the circumstances, you'll be fine. Oh, thank you. you. Thank you for oh, your optimism. You're making me feel better. Thanks for your confidence, Niz. I appreciate it. When's the party? It. When can I come? When's the, when's the <laughs> oh, if you, you and the wife want to show up, it's Friday. <laughs> I'll see you there. You better awesome. look good. That sounds great, guys. Beyonce making the news for more than just, you know, being awesome. <laughs> Although she is being awesome again. So she she had a concert in Washington, D.C. over okay. the weekend. And it the weather was horrible. 
like heavy rain, lightning. Um, this was at FedEx Field, so open stadium, sure. right? Yep, yep. Um, and fans had to like, there's all this video out there of fans cramming into the concourses and the ramps and sheltering in place, sheltering in place. People were told to stay in their cars if they hadn't entered yet. Um, so the show was delayed by like an hour and after to make sure that all of her fans could get home safely, she paid a hundred thousand dollars to keep the trains running. Oh. To make sure everybody got home safe. All right. So they ended at a certain time, but because they were late, she right. added to that. Right. Okay. So the concert had to run over. She, mm-hmm. she gave fans the full show. Um, but yeah. You know how simple that is? Like it's, it's, a, it's a nice gesture and a very simple one that you'd think that more artists could jump on the train and do. I mean, just like the Taylor Swift thing. You right. know, giving, just giving bonuses to everybody. With a handwritten note. Yeah. Super simple. It's a great look. Great optics. Mm-hmm. There you go, Beyonce. How about that? Love it. Who runs the world? She does. Once again, wanted to thank our partners at Bank 5-9. Uh, got to spend a couple of hours meeting with fans and listeners and others at uh, the State Fair yesterday, right across from the WTMJ Bank 5-9 studios. We did it with our partners at Bank 5.9. It was awesome just uh, talking to so many people. And everyone's in a good mood when you're at the State Fair, especially when it was as gorgeous as it was yesterday. Also wanted to make sure that we're thanking Verst Bar. That's right. The owners of the 2023 Sporky winner, the Beer Cheese Wisconsin Lava Cake, which is, it's, that's, uh, it's worth giving it a shot. That Beer Cheese Wisconsin Lava Cake. Again, that was from Verst Bar. So they're. There are partners there, and they are located right next to the big slide, so you can't miss them. They got everything, too. They got brats. They got fries. They got everything there. Tommy Thompson was at the uh, State Fair as well. I love you. <laughs> he sat in with uh, John Mercure and uh, Sandy Max on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. We're going to bring you some of that audio later on in the program, too. Uh, he had a couple of interesting comments about uh, what he thinks uh, former President Donald Trump should do when it comes to the debate that's going to be held in Milwaukee later this month. So I'll bring that to you before we get out of here at 9 o'clock. Right now, 743. Brewers 360, after a big old win last night with Brandon Snide, is next. Manager Craig Council will join us. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Freddie Peralta struck out 13 batters and allowed just one hit over seven innings as the Milwaukee Brewers opened the series with the Colorado Rockies with the 12-1 to win on a Monday night. With the victory, the Brewers maintaining their lead in the NL Central over the Reds by a game and a half. Milwaukee is right back at it tonight against Colorado. Brewers warm-up will get you ready right here on WTMJ beginning at 6 p.m. Brewers 360 sponsored by Outdoor Living Unlimited. It's Tuesday, 745. That means we're joined by the Skip. Craig Council joins us on the Tri-County Contracting Hotline. Hey, Skip. Good morning. Hey, so this has been a debate all morning long, so if you'll allow me to ask, um, I need to purchase for my wife a wardrobe for an event we're going at, and I'm having anxiety, and I've yet to find anyone here who actually purchases clothes for their spouse. Have you ever bought your wife clothes? Never. (laughs) Smart man. uh, I wouldn't enter that world either. (laughs) See, I would have thought maybe you would get her some Brewers merch. No, 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 not even no. that. So, Mich- no, no, 
Mm-hmm. I, I stay out of that. That's just the only bad things can happen. See, that's what I thought too. <laughs> Michelle says that her husband has bought her a coat before. That's the closest we've gotten so far. Coat, yeah, please. I mean, that feels that feels a little safer. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you're not. You don't have any advice for me then. And stay out of it. That's what. That's, that's, that's stay out of that world. <laughs> Hey, well, the nice day at the office uh, last night. It's always nice to have a game like that. Not only did the bats get hot, but, oh, the pitching looking real good. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the, the you know, 12 is a big number to score, but the story of the game was Freddie Peralta. He was he was awesome last night. Um, just fun to watch. Uh, you know, he I think he set a record for the most uh, swing and miss by another by an opponent. So I think it's thirty swing and miss in a game, and that's that's an incredible number. And so it was fun to watch him last night. Uh, Skip, when you look at your offense and scoring twelve runs last night, you scored fourteen to open the series against Pittsburgh. But now you get a little bit of some pitching assurance with Brandon Woodruff back in the lineup, all star pitcher. What does a pitcher like that do for an offense that seems to kind of be up and down? Has it added some confidence to you guys going into a, a stretch run to a division title? No, I, I mean, I, I think it's nice to say that. I mean, I think what Brandon Woodruff does is, he, you know, he's a great pitcher and he keeps runs off the board. So um, that's, you know, you can only do your job. And I think that's, we'd like to link all those things together, but um you know, Brandon's job is to go pitch good and keep runs off the board, um, and and he's going to do that. Um, so that that's what that's what we hope to get from Brandon. And um, look, we're you know our team, and sometimes it's not as you know it's not as uh, cool to say, but we're good at like not letting the other team score. That's what we're good at, um, and that that's from pitching and that's from defense, and that might mean close games and some low scoring games, but that's. That's what our strengths are, and that's you kind of got to just you got to be okay with it. You got to live with it. Um, you got to own it, and, and that's who we are. Does that put more emphasis on than like considering a lineup? What you do? What's your process for that? Is that something you go through every analytically every day, and go through a a, a series of steps on how you want to do it, or does most of it kind of just fit in place, just who the player is? Um, no, I mean, we certainly look at it every day and who the, who the opposing pitcher is matters, uh, who our pitcher is matters. Um, but, um, you know, it, it, it matters like what kind of defender you are, uh, matters as, as, as a offensive player. Cause that's, that's keeping runs off the board is just as important as scoring runs. Well, the best part about, uh, seeing them with the hot bats is when they're putting on the cheese head, of course, in the dugout, although, Brandon and I were talking about this, Skip. It seems like that cheese head doesn't always fit those heads. Yeah, I think I actually think I don't think the cheese head is alive still. I think the cheese head is gone. I'm not sure the play. That was that's a player thing, and uh, I, I don't, I'm not. I haven't seen the cheese head lately. That's we were just talking yeah. about that. Yeah, we were, we were just about talking that about that. Yeah. So it's oh, they've retired it. So is there a it new may, celebration? May, yeah, it may have it may have been retired. Do we have a possible new celebration coming up, Skip? Can you give us the the inside scoop on what the what the next celebration could be? No, no, that's a that's a younger generation problem, and uh, they'll find a solution, I'm sure. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. What we do know is that you won't be wearing it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> or picking out clothes for his right. Wife. Yeah, yeah. We got Smart both, both things. <laughs> Good stuff, Manager Craig Council. Thank you, sir. Go get him again. All right. Take care, guys.
7.50 here on Wisconsin's Morning News. Manager Craig Council on Brewers 360. Tausch is taking the week off. The dog days of summer are here, so everyone's trying to get in their vacation. So we'll have Mark Tauscher back on the program on Monday. In honor of him, though, Michelle, and in honor of Vince Vetrano, who's also off, both of them, I don't know if you know this, are big pickleball players. Knew about Vince. And today is National Pickleball Day. So you can celebrate the day by playing pickleball. And we bring this back for you when uh, Vince told us the story behind the craze of pickleball. Scott Fix coaching 16 beginners in a pickleball clinic at the Village Club in Greendale. Don't call him the tennis pro. I think I'm switching to like director of racket sports because I am in charge of tennis, pickleball, and I'm also responsible for the two ping pong tables. No joke. All I really know, it was invented in Washington State. There's a story it was named Pickleball after the inventor's dog that would chase the balls for them. His name was Pickle. You can YouTube it, Google it. Um, that, I don't know if that's a myth or not, but that's the general one. You can see somebody who's never heard of pickleball. Like, what's your basic, like, you know, inside a minute, this is what pickleball is. Okay. You'll hear from most people, it's sort of, for non-racket sports people, it's sort of um, ping pong standing on the table. If you can picture that, it's, it's a bigger table and you get to stand on it and run around and jump and do all those type of things. Most would describe it, including me. It's a version, a little bit of tennis, a little bit of racquetball, people have told me. Um, if anybody knows platform tennis, played in a cage, it's, I'd say it's a really good hybrid of anything you've played with a racket. Almost $200, maybe more on, on a paddle. Or you can get one for 20 bucks at Dick's. Like, is there a big discrepancy in the quality of equipment? That's a big question. So currently there are 400 paddle manufacturers in the world. That's insane. If you're a tennis player, you know you've got the big four or five, Wilson, Babolat, Prince, Head, Dunlop, the basics, right? Eventually pickleball will get to that. But now there's so many, everybody's fighting. Coach Scott recommends you go with a known pickleball retailer. Prolite, for example, is based in Port Washington. They've been in the game nearly 40 years. Play it once, use demo paddles from your local coach or your club. If you like it, invest a little money. You can get a good paddle for 50 to to $100. Easy. So why is this game that it seems like nobody ever heard of all of a sudden everywhere? I think people just want more things they can do with entire families and groups. And tennis is so difficult. You're a player. Yeah. It's hard. Um, I just did and a it's clinic. hard to play with people of varying levels. Right. And so this, I just did a clinic with 16 people here at the club. None of them have a tennis background. And by the end, every single one of them is keeping score, playing matches, feeling like an athlete. And they're all different ages and um, athletic backgrounds. And that sounds like a smash hit. Vince Vetrano, WTMJ News. And it is hot. Pickleball is hotter and hotter every time I go anywhere now. Any of the parks that have the some of them new courts, it's always people on them. I got to give it a try. Oh, you'd love I it. Got to get out Your there. Your kids would mm-hmm. love it. Actually, it's a great. We play with our kids, and uh, the talent level is about the same. So. Okay, yeah. Oh, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> so, so yeah, happy National Pickleball Day, by the way.